Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Christopher Allen Whiteley? Christopher Allen Whiteley was born in Stephenville, Texas on September 11, 1992. At some point, he started committing crimes, including using methamphetamine. He was sentenced to prison for aggravated assault. He was released on June 3, 2020. On the morning of December 2, 2020, 28-year-old Christopher was at his girlfriend's house, which is in the town of Lipan, Texas. This is in Hood County, a rural area, which is about 55 miles west of Fort Worth, Texas. At this time, Christopher weighed 145 pounds and was 5'6". It would later be determined that there was methamphetamine in his system and the police said that the place where he lived was known to be occupied by transient individuals. Christopher departed the house at about 9 a.m. to go to his house painting job. He was carrying a backpack. Christopher never learned to drive a motor vehicle, so driving was not an option. His plan was to make his way to Howell Road. Here he would be able to hitchhike to work. He decided to take a shortcut through the dense brush to get to this road, he never made it. On December 3, a friend of Christopher filed a missing persons report. The police investigated and found Christopher's backpack next to a cedar tree. About 15 feet away, they found Christopher's body. It was in an area of brush that was so dense, the police claimed it was a miracle they found him at all. Before we take a look at the investigation, let's hear a word from today's sponsor, Home Title Lock. Today's system for monitoring home titles is not protecting you from theft. Criminals can easily steal the title or deed of your home and then take out loans, which you would be responsible for paying. In addition, they can submit a form indicating your mortgage is paid off, which allows the criminals to steal all the equity in your home. Title information is public record. Stealing a title is easier than stealing a car, and criminals make more money doing it. Your homeowner's insurance, credit card coverage, or traditional identity protection will not cover you from loss if a home title is stolen. Title insurance will cover you on the day you close your home, but after that, nothing. Protect yourself today with Home Title Lock. Get 24-7 monitoring of your title and instant alerts if tampering is detected with your title or mortgage. Go to hometitlelock.com forward slash Dr. Grande and use my code, Dr. Grande, to try out Home Title Lock risk-free for 30 days. That's 30 days risk-free at hometitlelock.com forward slash Dr. Grande.
Now moving to the timeline of the investigation. Christopher had suffered a grisly death. His throat was torn apart from one ear to the other. He had scratches on his forehead, face, and body, which were small and thin. Christopher was not wearing a shirt, which seems particularly unusual considering he was going to work, and it was pretty cold outside. Hood County did not have its own medical examiner, so one from Tarrant County assisted with the investigation. She believed that the punctures and lacerations on Christopher's neck were consistent with that of a large cat, like a mountain lion. Some residents of Hood County believed that a mountain lion attacked a horse near Lipan not long before Christopher died, but this was never confirmed. Since 1890, there have only been 13 human fatalities caused by mountain lions. There has never been a fatal mountain lion attack in the state of Texas, and there has never been a confirmed sighting of a mountain lion in Hood County. There had been confirmed sightings in neighboring counties, and just a few days prior to Christopher's death, there was an unconfirmed mountain lion sighting about 100 miles northeast of Hood County. The police brought in several animal experts to aid in the investigation, including those from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. Here's what the experts discovered. There was no evidence of a mountain lion attack. Mountain lions typically leave a few different signs when they make a kill, like small mounds of debris that they pile up and mark with urine, feces, and prints from their paws. Mountain lions typically strike from behind and use their jaws to crush the windpipe. The cause of death is typically asphyxiation. Christopher died from blood loss. Mountain lions typically come back hours after the killing to feed. There was no indication that a mountain lion or any creature had fed on Christopher's body. Christopher's body did not have marks from canine teeth, and it should have if he was attacked by a mountain lion. It did not appear as though a struggle had occurred at the scene, but mountain lions are pretty messy when they attack. Several animal tracks were discovered within 450 feet of the scene, but they did not come from mountain lions, rather from house cats, dogs, deer, hogs, coyotes, and humans. The human tracks, of course, could have come from the police and other people who responded to the scene. The soil around the scene was sandy, which means that if a mountain lion was there, it should have left tracks. Of particular interest among the tracks that were found were those left by a medium-sized dog. The experts believe that the tracks were made two to three days apart, meaning they might have been left by a free-roaming dog that lived nearby. An examination of the crime scene concluded that Christopher was attacked when he was standing up. It appears as though he may have crawled into the dense brush rather than having been dragged there. Fingernail clippings from Christopher were sent out to a laboratory and tested for mountain lion DNA. The results were negative. Christopher's clothing was examined. Two dog hairs were found on it. Christopher sometimes stayed at a mobile home where two dogs lived. Despite the lack of evidence pointing to a mountain lion, the police initially determined that a mountain lion was to blame for Christopher's death. Foul play was not involved. The medical examiners washed Christopher's body shortly after the autopsy, according to procedure, because there was no request to collect DNA. The police missed their chance to find DNA on his body. The medical examiner ruled that Christopher's death was caused by neck injuries due to animal attack. There was no mention of a mountain lion specifically in the final autopsy report. Allegedly is back for season two. 
a new crime every time. In each episode of Allegedly, you'll hear a crime told to you by the person who experienced it, intermingled with actor portrayals, original music, immersive soundscapes, to create a cinematic experience for your ear. Season 2's stories include a young woman finding salvation in God, only to realize the leader of her church was running a sex cult. A case of a con artist swindling a kindly older man until he couldn't do anything to stop her. A landlord exploiting a mentally disabled man and keeping him a virtual prisoner. An act of bullying spinning a promising young man's life into total chaos. And a luxury boat captain inexplicably detained in a foreign prison with seemingly no hope of ever getting out. New episodes release every other week. Look for Allegedly from Voyage Media anywhere you listen to podcasts. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Now moving to my analysis. What happened to Christopher Whiteley? Let's take a look at the theories in this case. Theory number one is that Christopher was killed by a mountain lion. This is certainly an interesting and novel theory, but this is a very low probability event. In the timeline of the investigation, I talked about the various reasons that Christopher was probably not killed by a mountain lion. There was simply no indication a mountain lion was ever there. There were no prints, the area was not disturbed, Christopher died from blood loss, not asphyxiation. No mountain lion DNA was found on his clothing. Unless it was a floating mountain lion with an atypical killing technique, something else killed Christopher. As I mentioned, there have only been 13 fatal mountain lion attacks on humans in the United States since 1890. There's about one fatality every 10 years, or 0.1 death every year. Statistically, a human being in the United States has a much greater likelihood of dying from a variety of non-mountain lion-related events. Here are the number of people that would be expected to die in a typical year in the U.S. by various causes. 17 people will die from being struck by lightning. 46 people will die from dog attacks. 200 people will die from striking a deer in a car. 335 people will drown in their own bathtub. About 15,000 people will be murdered, and 38,000 people will die in a car accident. One could argue that the risk of being killed by a mountain lion is lower than the risk of a person being drowned by their dog in their own bathtub as a deer watches through the window. Why would this happen? Maybe the dog was in a conspiracy with some type of stalker deer that likes watching people get murdered. Speaking of dogs committing homicide, this takes me to theory number two. Christopher was killed by a medium-sized dog. Some experts have suggested it may have been a pit bull. Pit bulls have kind of a bad reputation due to the statistics around their attack behavior. There were no bite marks on Christopher's arms or legs. It's unlikely that a pit bull could have reached Christopher's throat without first dragging him to the ground. 
which would of course have left marks on his arms and legs. The police were not confident that a pit bull could jump high enough to reach Christopher's throat. Pitbulls can definitely jump pretty high, but I see what they're saying. It's unlikely that one would. It's just not their style. Now, it's possible that Christopher was squatting down or bending over to greet the dog, like he didn't know the dog was going to kill him, but again, this is not likely. Also working against this theory would be the fact that fatal dog attacks are pretty rare. They're not as unusual as fatal mountain lion attacks, but still very uncommon. This brings me to theory number three. A human being murdered Christopher. One version of this theory is that a human murdered Christopher with a dog, like they ordered the dog to attack him. Another version would be that they used some type of edged weapon or some other weapon consistent with the damage to his throat. Perhaps this damage would mimic that caused by an animal. Statistically, murder is much more likely than dog or mountain lion attacks. Homicide is 326 times more likely than a fatal dog attack and 150,000 times more likely than a fatal mountain lion attack. Now, of course, these statistics don't take into account the specific information at the scene where Christopher's body was found, but even still, it's hard to believe that homicide was less likely than the other possible causes of death. There are a few risk factors evident in this case that support the theory of homicide. For example, Christopher had a history of impulsive violence. On at least one occasion, he committed an aggravated assault. He had a history of using methamphetamine and had the drug in his system when he died. Christopher had spent time in prison. He was probably on probation, which meant he was technically committing two crimes when he died, using illegal drugs and violating probation. He took a shortcut through an area with poor visibility on a cold morning and was found not wearing a shirt. When considering all the theories, what I think happened, I think Christopher was involved in criminal activity and was probably murdered for some reason related to that activity, like perhaps he was involved in drug activity. The theories about mountain lions and dogs probably gained traction because the police weren't particularly interested in investigating a convicted felon who ends up dead with no obvious evidence of a human perpetrator. It's just easier to declare this case closed, another senseless mountain lion-related death. Moving to my final thoughts, public pressure contributes to unexplained deaths being thoroughly investigated. When somebody like Christopher dies, not many people care. There is no outrage. He victimized at least one person in his life during the commission of a serious crime and was violating probation. I think it says a lot about the attitude of the police that they didn't even bother to have DNA collected from his body. This mysterious and fantastical mountain lion appears to be a fabrication created by the police to escape conducting a real investigation and catching a human perpetrator. Or maybe there's a homicidal mountain lion on the loose, but the animal does not have to worry. The police won't catch him either. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa Vita Brevis. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? 
In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? (coughs) Or just a horrible accident? (coughs) That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.